Hello. Chris, are you ready to do this? Let's get it, brother. All right. My name is Paul. I'm the B of the PC Podcast. And I'm Chris, the C of the PC Podcast. So we haven't been around. We've been busy. We have been. Uh, we did a lot of things. In August, we went to New Orleans, did the New Orleans run. And we survived. And we are not allowed to post any of our recordings from New Orleans for it's not recommended. obvious reasons. So with all due respect, you will not hear anything from New Orleans. So we're going to talk about, right now, we're going to talk about our guests. Are we allowed to use that word? That's pretty generous to use this word as guests. Well, they're paying us to be on the show, That's so true, right? and I, it's a paid advertisement. <laughs> they did bring the lube, so. They did. Brought to you by Street Insurance Solution. We set a quart of lube. These two animals brought a whole gallon. I'm not even right. sure what they're putting up. So, by the way, this is episode eight because we had to cut out episode eight from New Orleans. And this is called the Frickin' Frack Show. So we're going to introduce you to Frick and Frack. I'm not sure which one's which. It really doesn't matter. But we're going to let you start with your friend over here. Well, they're both my friends. Well, I know, but we're going to start with that friend. The, the two guests that we have here with us are two close friends of Paul's and I, and uh, we all belong to the same organization together um, in Tampa, the crew of the Knights of Santiago. Which and, we will um, not name. Which we just did, but it doesn't matter. Just don't just don't tell the Baron. Jimmy um, anyway, so yeah, our first guest, uh, well, one of our first guests is uh, Ray Cruz. Uh, let's hear it for Ray Cruz. Woo! I'm, this, I'm the guest, the special guest. Special. Well, you are special, Ray. Yeah, you are. So, um, I've known Ray for a few years. Uh, Ray's actually the husband of one of the girls I went to one of the girls I went to high school and actually grew up with through um, my whole entire life. And later on in life, Ray Ray came to uh, marry his beautiful wife Shelby, and um, that I went to high school with, and that's how we all became friends. And then we got closer. Um, Ray, Ray had a lot of interest in joining um, the crew of St. Agno, so before, before, before he knew that. And, um, so that's, that's why Ray's here, a close friend of mine, and Paul's, and uh, we're, we're happy to have you here, Ray. We appreciate it. Good here, man. Thanks. Our second guest, the hell he came on, but... He was my neighbor. Ray brought me. I just want to add real quick that... Um, our, our uh, legal counsel advised against you coming on tonight, Jeff, but we, we yeah, overrode it, and we have to get an, an additional rider on our insurance policy to cover it. $27. So, this guy, I met him, I think at your house. No, I first met him at a crew meeting. He was wandering around in the Cordova because he couldn't go in because he wasn't a member yet. You met him at my wedding. Well, yeah, we don't remember much about that. It was a good wedding. It was a good wedding. So, I met him at the wedding, and we were in the car together driving up to meet you guys. We'll talk about that later, but then he shows up in a meeting. What the fuck? Our second guest is Mr. Jeff Fabrizio. Jeff had a very interesting weekend, which is why he has no voice. I was happy to be part of that. We're going to talk about that, yes. In Uno Momento, So, these are our guests. Watch you by Street Insurance Solution. Yes. I ended up meeting him at your wedding, so let's talk about weddings real quick. This is our next topic. Weddings, weddings, weddings. So what I want to know is, first of all, Chris, how long have you been married? Oh, uh, technically? Yeah, well, first or second marriage? Second. Second marriage. Yeah. How many years? We've been together now over 20 years. We got married in 2010. October 10th, 2010. So 10 That's easy, man. Yeah. 13 years. Jeff's still going. Uh, 11 Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ray? Yeah? Talk to me. Number wedding? Number wedding. Technically three. Okay. 
uh, and I've been married for two years. Two years? Yeah. It's an awesome wedding. We're going to talk about that. Jeff, technically second, and we've been together nine years. Nine years. Good. Me, um, one, um, it's going to be 32 years in a couple of weeks. Wow. Yeah. I win! <laughs> ching, 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 ching. We didn't have the rules yet. There were no rules. Okay. Um, I have a question. How did each one of you propose to your wife? We're going to start with my podcast part. Oh, well, you already know the story. So, um, uh, Beck and I have been, have been together for like, I don't know, like 11 years or so. And um, we're living together and all that stuff. And... You know, I was previously married, so I wanted to make sure that it was the right, the right thing to do. And so we lived together for a long, long time. And then um, we finally decided we had been talking about it or whatever. And I looked at all the, the good reasons why to get married, like cheaper car insurance, um, the benefits, like that, all the benefits of getting married. And so we said, "Hey, man, we're getting killed on this car insurance, so we should probably go ahead and get married." And that's kind of what we did. Any tax benefits? So a lot of tax benefits as well. And so now, all kidding aside, um, we, we got engaged in New Orleans, and um, Beck and I went there for a trip, and I had already, uh, her whole family knew that we were, I was going to do that, except for her, she's the only one that didn't know. That's awesome. And um, we went to New Orleans, and, and that whole weekend we got engaged there uh, in New Orleans. I like it. Yeah. How was it? Like, was it in a restaurant or on the street somewhere or what? Oh, it was in a strip club. No, it, it wasn't in a strip club. Becca's not really a big strip club person, but and neither am I really. But um, it was at Pat O'Brien's. It was in the courtyard of Pat O'Brien's. Nice. Um, after a couple of hurricanes, actually. So that's how I got my courage up to do that. So yeah, we got engaged in the courtyard at Pat O'Brien's in New Orleans. It was awesome. Well, let's move on instead of going around the circle. Let's go to the black sheep of the family, Fabrizio. Go ahead and talk to us. Well, I found Carrie on the internet, and uh, I did it pretty well. That was after me. Is, is she bringing you? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, she was a friend with some friends and I met her through them. And then uh, she and I used to travel a lot. We were living together, we traveled a lot. We were with Anna Maria all the time. We met, we met her, a group of people who owned a lot of houses there, so we always met them. And what was called Happy Hours. And uh, we went there a lot of, a lot of weekends in a row. A lot of Happy Hours? A lot of Happy Hours. And uh, one day I was like, hey, babe, you know, let's go down there for the weekend. And I got the ring. And, I drank probably 27, 28 beers before I got the courage up to do it. And she was like, oh, you want to get beers? So yeah. I came back and hit the knee and did it. I cried for God's sake. It was embarrassing. Did you have to fall down or anything? It's probably more of a catch myself. Yeah. Me. I'm mm-hmm. here. I might as well do this. Any but, stitches? Yeah. Blood? No. The sand didn't do anything about that. Okay, that's good. No, did she hit that. you after that? That's how we went over where the blood came from. It's dripping. Did you say yes right away? There could be legal ramifications for this. Let's not talk about possibly. Let's, not, let's refer this topic to the arena law firm. Or stream insurance. All right. Wait. So, Shelby and I met, we actually worked together, and we met, she actually tagged me over a couch at a hotel in Las Vegas. True story. Yeah, and we made out for all the coffee. So that was uh, a few years of I, we moved in together, and then uh, I have three very young, very cool children who work for their mom up in Virginia. And so uh, we were up visiting them one weekend, we, were, we did a little trip up the mountains around the cabin, and so I didn't ask her, we actually had one of my, so she could say no. But my, my young <laughs> kids, kids. My, one of my daughters was holding the rain, the other one, the really, the really cute one, goes, would you like to be part of the cruise? And yeah. hold on, say that one more time. Would you like to be part of the cruise? Would you like to be part of the cruise crew? <laughs> I just started crying. It took her, and finally, somebody had to go, Well, is it a yes or not? And she said, Yes. All right, so you cried. Did you cry? No. Chris? <laughs> no, Rebecca did. I'm not going to drink. Not to make Jeff feel bad. 
Uh, and we'll, we'll talk about where we are now in our lives because I love all your wives. They're freaking awesome and we're having fun. Real quick story on mine. Wife and I were living together for a couple years and we were going to have our first Christmas. I'm going to fly you down to your parents. I'll pick you up on Christmas Day. She said, great. So as soon as I dropped her off, we had lunch, came home. My mom was waiting for me. We drove down to Fort Lauderdale, went to some bar that was ladies' night. Her entire family was there, all our friends. I went to my roommate, one of my roommates in college. I got dressed up in a Santa suit, made my mustache white, my eyebrows white. I walk in, I'm moving on the dance floor with a bag of candy canes. Were you really grooving? I was grooving, baby. I've seen him everything I've seen him grooving. I, I was pounding beers, too, at my, like, we all were. when we, I saw him at Stevie Media. Like, 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 Anyways, <laughs> so I'm on the dance floor, and, and this guy goes to grab a candy cane. I snap the shit out of his hand. I said, don't touch my candy cane. And the DJ's like, Santa's in the house. And they're playing all Stevie D and everything else because you're in Fort Lauderdale. Right. So she wasn't even on the dance floor, so I walked up to where her and her dad was, and I handed her an ornament and said, open it. She was, gave it to her dad. Her dad nice. goes, goes, I don't want this. And then by the time she looked at it and saw it, I was on my knee, proposed. I, my mom and I drove back the next day, and then I picked her up at the airport. So said yes. She said yes. Okay. I don't know if she tried. Chris, Chris was my best man. Yes, I was. Best, best man ever. And I've had three of them. Right. So, <laughs> one out of three ain't bad. Three ain't bad. And uh, so Chris organized this amazing um, guys from down the keys. Yeah. The bachelor party. We're with uh, the mayor of Palo Alto, Steve Hoffman. Steve Hoffman. And uh, yeah, we got. Shit face and did a bunch of fishing. Deep and sea fishing. Yeah. We may have made a trip to Bear Assets. Well, we, we did. We I did. never knew the name of that place. I just know it's next to the one bar. It, it's next to the one bar. Right. Right. And, uh, you know, so Shelby and I have been together for a long time, and we really wanted to have a party for our friends. So we rented the hotel. We, so we had a hotel down in, at uh, Casey Key. Casey Key. Casey Key. In the Comas. And uh, we know the people that own the, uh, the hotel down there, and we called them, like, what do we need to have? For uh, a wedding, they're like, well, you need to rent out the whole hotel. I'm like, okay, there's only 15 rooms. What is it, the Sun Terrace? Sun Tan Terrace. Sun Tan Terrace, yeah, that place is amazing, by the way. Now, let me reference this. I was the DJ for three days for this wedding. Yeah. <laughs> three days. Well, the idea was we talked to them, like, well, so what do we got to do to have the, uh, the wedding here? It's like, well, you need to book out the whole hotel for the weekend, and we'll just get in, we're going to give you the hotel and just give it back to us on Sunday in one piece of Yeah, that's what we did. And we've been saving up. We went to uh, Costco Liquors every uh, other week for, I don't know, like a year. So we had open bar, all you can drink, uh, pretty much all you can eat for what, four days straight. Yeah, you know, you know what was awesome about that, the Suntan Terrace, is that they had that, um, they had that bar in the middle of the Tiki uh, Bar, like, but it wasn't like a bar bar sponsored by the hotel, it was like the guests could set up their own bar in the middle, which was kind of cool, and that's where you and Shelby and everybody we had, a couple, of had a couple of bartenders yeah. that were friends of yours, right? Yep. Yeah, who were yeah, they? Yeah, it was uh, friends of my niece. Yeah. So, and, uh, yeah, they were great, and, and we had liquor for days and beer or whatever, and like I said, Paul, Paul did a DJ, and we had friends that uh, brought down their massive spit world. So, for the rehearsal dinner week, we did a hot dog, awesome. and, uh, and we had a nacho. Uh, cheese fountain. Yes, it was. It was. It was pretty cool. Which converted to a, uh, a, a biscuit gravy fountain on Sunday morning. Yeah, biscuit gravy was amazing. Yeah. I'll tell you what, that was so much fun. He goes, hey, I got your room. I'm like, Oh, that's cool. Because I had to be there for three days. I had the room overlooking the water next to you guys. You were on one side, you were on the other. I'm like, what do you think about that? We wanted to have a full day beach party for our friends. That's what we had. Oh, we did. And the dog, the dog was awesome. The dog was there. So the other bad part, the funny part was that, uh, so 
who was time for the wedding, right? And I'm walking down, and Chris is already down front with the dogs and everybody else making sure we're where they're supposed to be, right? And so I come walking down, so they play my stuff. We played walk up, walk up songs, right? And uh, mine was a theme from Shaft. And so I'm walking into my wedding to that, and I get all the way down in the front, and my mom leans over, and she's like, you're fine. <laughs> so if you ever watch the video, there's this part where I kind of do this funky jiggle around behind Chris, and I'm look like I look like I'm doing a funky chicken back there. I'm really trying to get my fly. Yeah. So hey, I want you to tell the people about the fancy shoes that. Uh, uh, so Chris and I were talking about how fancy this thing is going to be. I'm like, it's so fancy. Uh, gonna, I need somebody to wear because of this tank. Uh, I'm going to get you some. Yeah. Fly guy. Yeah. And Chris goes, I own a pair. No, I'm getting a pair. No, no, no. You I, that no, day. no, no. We were on the phone. Yeah, and you were like, man, because I knew you were walking down to the theme of that, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I was like, man, it would be so cool if you could have those uh, those uh, boots that have the, the goldfish aquarium and the heels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so while we're on the phone, I go to Amazon really quickly, and I go, holy shit, these are only like 34 bucks. And I'm like, before you even got done talking, I'm like, they're on their way. They'll be here someday. <laughs> All I remember is watching, like, Chris cried at my wedding, but it was having to wear those fucking shoes. Oh, they were not good. On the beach. And on I, the beach. I think we kind of cornered um, Shelby that night. Because it was just like, you and I were tossing back things across from each other. And then um, told Shelby, like, what I was going to be wearing. And she was like, oh, yeah, sure, no problem. That sounds funny. And then, like, a couple of weeks later, a month later, we told her, like, oh, yeah, this is what I'm wearing. And she was like, uh, uh, wait, what? What are you wearing? I'm like, yeah. like, yo, bro, you already approved this shit. It's yeah, you approved it. <laughs> luckily, luckily, though, uh, uh, the minute that the wedding was over, Chris was, like, in tears, uh, ripping these shoes off his damn feet. Like, oh, God. I still, ha- I still have those shoes. And I only wear them on special occasions with Becca requesting them. That's all I can say. That's a special lipstick. What size you You can borrow. What size? 11. Yeah, we couldn't get people to leave on. No one likes the bride. It was amazing. It was an amazing thing. It wasn't perfect. It was during COVID, right? It was. It was outside. Yeah. And then we had the reception at that restaurant on the water. Yeah, Pelican Alley. Yes. Pelican Alley, yeah, yeah. And, it was great. Uh, it was great. So it was weird to set up a wedding with these, on these little islands because these people are like, they're so laid back. So Shelby's like, so we want to have our reception here. And the guy's like, okay. So she's like, do I need to sign a contract? She's like, no, I'm writing my notebook. <laughs> yeah. She's like, no, yeah, I get that, but do I need to sign something? No, no, I got it. I finally got upset. He's like, no, I got it. It's in my notebook. We're good. They're on island time, bro. Everyone's really like, really what, kind of, what kind of deposit? No, no, just tell me like two weeks in advance how many people it's going to be. I got you. So like, bro, we'll just shake hands. So that, <laughs> that was a three. Perfect. That was a fun three-day adventure. Chris, really tell was. us about your wedding. Oh, Beck and I had a really simple wedding. Um, we had it in the back, the, the backyards of friends of ours. Um, Adam and Chris had a really, really beautiful home in Carrollwood. Really, really, really nice backyard. We had a tent, we had tables, all that kind of stuff. DJ. And it was just real small. It was uh, just family and friends. And um, it was a really, really awesome time. We had a good time bringing everything. It was fun. Nothing really too happy. Yeah, what about you, Jeff? How was your wedding? Earlier in the segment, I told you about the place called Hot Dabbers. So, yeah. Stream insurance. Solutions. <laughs> you say that again, you're going to be penalized and you got to buy the drink. I want to make it $5. Yeah, that means well, I'm going to say fucking stream insurance. There you go. Drinks are paid for by dad. Boom! Happy hours with five or six little apartments. A household goes into a four little apartment, six little apartments. We have a bar inside the bar outside. About 150 people show up in bathing suits and it was making just a straight up party for the head. Um, a few pigs, some of that dead pigs, some of that bunch of liquor. It just turned into. A beach party, essentially I had a DJ and a steel drum guys and the car guys. Awesome. My wife and I had a special paddleboard made for the altar. And a lot of people with my family uh, are football players, college football players. So once you start getting them drunk, 
things started happening and started turning into a back on a football game and building the beach. So the rain came and stopped that and saved everything. Nobody really remembers the wedding. Right. Did, we didn't have our first dance. I didn't get any cake. I got no food. You know, time now. But you're happy now, aren't you? Happy, 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 happy. And you're still together. Still <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I met mine quick. I got married 32 years ago, so that was quite some time. I have, I think I had ruffles on my tuxedo too. Yeah, you can still remember. I, I got pictures. So got married. So I got married in Fort Lauderdale. All I had to do was drive down there, pick up the tuxedos. That's it. Everyone did their measurements from everywhere. Had it set there. So I get there in the mall. Coral Springs Mall. The lady goes, what? I looked at the receipt. I'm like, what's this $12 charge? Well, that's for insurance. Yes. I said, insurance on a tuxedo we're wearing for four hours? I said, take it off. She goes, I cannot take it off unless I have everyone's credit card. I'm like, that's bullshit. But uh, she goes, well, now everyone can jump in the pool and everyone will be fine. So. You should not have said that. No. That is a challenge. I don't like $12? That's it for the insurance? I accepted the challenge. So, 20 years ago, 12 bucks is a lot of money. Yeah. After my wedding, I have pictures of us lined up. There's like 14 of us in tuxedos, my dad included. And I have pictures, time-lapsed of us jumping in the... So the next day, which is Sunday, I'm carrying six tuxedos through the mall. I had to go through Sears or something first. And there's a trail of water behind me. And I go in there, I go... I said, here you go. Oh my God, what happened? I said, well, the lady who was working here said that we, since we took the insurance out, could jump in and nothing would happen. Oh, okay. And I was done. So, funny story. A couple weeks later, I talked to my dad. I'm like, Dad, what'd you do with that tuxedo? I was fine. It was fine. It was dry. I'm like, how does it dry? I returned it because I just put it in the dryer. This tuxedo went through the dryer. My my wedding, my food was all Italian food. It was freaking awesome. We had a band because my father-in-law was in a band. And but I did get up to sing, so it was fun. I have other stories from the bachelor party, which I will not recall. Is Brenda Italian? Brenda is Italian. Well, yes, sort of Italian. Did I mean, like, I'm sort Jewish? of Italian. Yeah. Right. I, I will preface this because I am the shirtless chef and stuff like that. Okay. So how this probably started was my bachelor party when after our third or fourth or fifth spot, we were off at Homewood and the bouncer looked up at me, dude, get off the speaker. I said, no, I'm going to keep dancing. He goes, well, at least put a shirt on. I said, I ain't putting your shirt on. <laughs> Heard that a lot in your life, haven't you? Did you run a few times? Yes, you did. Yeah. Sure? Mm -hmm. If it's a good night. <laughs> yeah, good night. Please don't video. <laughs> I'll take pictures. Cha-ding, cha-ding, cha-ding. <laughs>
is our friend Kenny Later from Wahoo. Wahoo. Give him a big round of applause. Kenny, 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 welcome to the party. He's my favorite. Appreciate it. He's your favorite guy now. So first of all, we're going to tell you what we had to eat here at Wahoo's. And yes, we talked about this before, but we had different things, and we're going to tell you what we had now. So we started off with the Rupert Fritters. Rupert Fritters. They were incredible. And at the last minute, we decided they didn't have seafood chowder tonight, and I was going to get mad and kick you in the back corner, but I will not because you had what? Shrimp bisque. Shrimp bisque. And I'm not a fan of shrimp bisque up until... 22 minutes ago. Well, I saw Jeff drinking it out of the straw. It's got to be pretty damn good. So the shrimp bisque was incredible. The shrimp goes in the straw when you're present. It really was. <laughs> I heard that about you. Suck hard. Did you drink it or snort it? He did a little bit of both. Hey, hey, whatever it takes, Kenny. We're talking about shrimp bisque. Kenny, the authorities can be listening. So we also had, um, we had, he had wings. I didn't have the wings. Wings are absolutely amazing. Now, we talked about the smoked wings on the last podcast. Yes, we did not have them today. They don't have them every day because it takes a while to prepare them, smoke them, and everything. But they're absolutely amazing. But I have the regular wings that they have here. They're just as good. Yeah, a buffalo style, which I totally enjoy. Thank you very much. So let's talk about your other wings, the smoked ones. What's the sauce? Is it a Thai chili sauce that it's in? Uh, you're talking about the mojos? Yeah, the mojos. Yeah, the mojos. That's in a mojo sauce. Yeah. Which is a citrus type of a mojo sauce. It was incredible. How long do you cook it on the smoker? Um, I'm not sure the exact time. Uh, we have a guy that comes in, picks them up in bulk, smokes them, brings them back. And oh. then um, they get finished in the oven and basted, and then they're flash fried just before they're delivered. Yeah. It's not the guy in Sporties, is it? No. Okay, good. <laughs> That's a scary place. <laughs> Don't touch my wings over there. Um, and then three of us had the ribeye. I had a medium rare with onion rings and a Caesar. You had it with red beans and rice and a Caesar. I don't know what you had yours for. I couldn't see that. Part. Same. Same. Incredible. Now, did you get it regular or did you get it black? Uh, I did not get it black in this time. I, only because I forgot. But it was... Black? Yeah. But they cook everything here on cast iron skillets. So it was phenomenal. Phenomenal. Except they didn't cook your wings in a cast iron skillet. But we got three pounds of red. Oh, that's right. I forgot about it. Let's get down to that. So we go ahead. Tell us what Royal Reds are. Royal Reds are <clears throat> uh, four-inch-long shrimp that's out of the deep waters near Argentina. Might be a crisp. And then they're done in a in a boil uh, with some different herbs and spices, and uh, delivered with brown butter. And what do they taste like? They taste like little four-inch lobster. They sure do. Yeah, yeah, man. So who cooks Cuban here? Oh, my other half, Nora Jeanette. She is uh, half Cuban, half Italian, and we've added a couple of her uh, recipes. We're waving at her right now. Yeah, she, she she's amazing. She doesn't come near us when we podcast. <laughs> she knows better. So listen, what I want to ask you about, and I know that we wanted one of the kind of can you can you explain the homemade soups that you have that you have throughout the period of the week and what they are, so everybody out there can know like what you're actually putting together because I know it's all made from scratch, and I know. Every time I come here, we try the different ones, and they're good, but I want them to hear it from you, like, like what you're making, what it's about, and maybe what days they can maybe do. Well, the days aren't totally consistent. Okay. It's kind of like Wahoo's, gotcha. you know, as far as what's going to be served when. Yeah. Now, the quality is consistent. Right, right. <laughs> so you don't really have a schedule, so it's no. kind of like... We're, we're, rotating, yeah. we're rotating three of them right now, which okay. is the uh, seafood chowder, Amazing. shrimp bisque, awesome. and the spicy gumbo. Spicy gumbo. Oh, that's what we had last time. That was oh, absolutely oh. Yeah. Tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow. It's all homemade, guys. All homemade. Jeff's staying over tonight. <laughs> We get, about, we get about two or three days out of a run, and then the next one comes up. Okay. 
soups. You have a new way to present the soups, right? You're doing it. Oh, those yeah, like the uh, it started with the seafood chowder. Right. And I always like that kind of a thick, thick chowder yeah. in a bread bowl. So that's something that's available now. And uh, I was just going with the seafood chowder, but we've had people order it with all three soups. So. I bet. I bet. Yeah. You ever consider doing a French onion? That's my wife's favorite. She doesn't do seafood. You know, we'd have to probably dive into Jimmy's recipe book and see if he's got a French onion in there. He got probably to. does. He's got everything else in there. But we have all of Jimmy's original recipes. Oh, that's awesome. It's an anti-soup nazi. Hey, Kenny, what time do you guys open? We open 11.30 in the morning, and we close when the last customer leaves. Uh, and you're on the water, correct? So is there dock space, etc. on there? Yeah, we've got... A small dock, you can fit usually two boats at a time or more if they're willing to be friendly and wrapped off each other. Right. And, and that's behind the restaurant, right? Behind the, the restaurant, come into the cove here, yeah. right off the intercoastal. Gotcha. I don't know what's that cove called. I don't know. Okay. I've been trying to get a name for that cove since I've lived here. If you look at a chart, it's still Boca Ciega Bay. I it's right next to the, the tennis and athletic yeah, yeah, the Reddington Shores. Yeah, Reddington Shores, right. which is right across from our place. But there is a cool. sign out there. Paul and I, you and I came here on the boat well, yeah. a couple months ago. Uh, not doing a podcast, just to eat here, and it was, it was awesome. We, we docked the boat on the intercoastal out there and came in at 8, and that's awesome. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, we just replaced the dock this past year, too, it was, it was ready to fall in. So, the best concert that we've gone to? Uh, what's yours, Chris? Oh, uh, guys, go ahead. i got to think about this one for a second. I saw the most is Meatloaf. I love Meatloaf. I have never seen him in concert. Oh my god, he gave so much of who he was. Every concert's amazing. One of my first concerts was The Gap, Daz Band, and Midnight Star. Oh, Midnight Star. Midnight Star, baby. That's nice. But in the middle, do you remember Oak Tree and uh, Bow's name that sings that song? When was break dancing? I didn't know what I was you, you would know it. The bird sings the bird. The time. More stay in the town. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, it was in between the sets. Uh, Roger was playing. And then after Roger... He was holding the marrow. It was awesome. And doing the shuffle dance. But I gotta just bring it up, guys. I'm drinking some Land Shark in somebody's honor today, and it's Jimmy Puppet. Yeah, we had a couple days ago, and uh, yeah, all the Parrot Heads. Parrot Heads, baby. Yeah, I've been many great concerts there too. So you get how you say your best concert. Mm. These were always amazing. So, yeah. Always amazing. I think my, one of my first concerts, besides that skating rink one, was ACDC with Loverboy. Loverboy opened up for him. And so then when Loverboy played with Sticks, who did they just play with? Like a couple Lover months Boy ago. Was, yeah, was Foreigner. Yeah, Foreigner. That was an awesome show. And that guy from... Cover band, because I'll like, tell you what, Loverboy, Loverboy, that guy sounded just like he did 35 years ago. I think he would look nice in the suit, the leather red suit would have been nice. Yeah, <laughs> but he, he's quite portly now. Loverboy <laughs> ACDC. Kind of a weird yin yang. Uh, Lover Boy opened up for him. ACDC was my first concert. Yeah, ACDC was awesome. There's some classic ones that I would have loved to have gone to. Like everyone said, Pink Floyd. I never went to those guys. Right. Because I think I started listening to all that skate music. Uh, but the freestyle explosion. 
Brought it all back. That, <laughs> brought it all back. That was awesome. That was I so mean, much Lisa, Lisa was there when we put it down. Yeah. Somehow we didn't see Stevie B that night. I saw Stevie B. Oh, you did. You just don't remember. <laughs> no, no they, we definitely were not. They there. left we because, left because, of, because but, of Shelby's friend. But Rob Bass was there. Rob Bass put it all together. For me. Rob Bass. Rob Bass. Rob Bass and 69 Boys were probably the nice. best. Stevie B was awesome with Cynthia. Uh, Taylor Dane was absolutely horrible because she was so freaking loud that we were squelching. That you, you, well, she was lip-syncing a lot, too, so you could tell. Like, the, either that or the video was way off. Like, yeah. like whoa, that's pretty bad. Oh, no, was it Shannon? Who was the one that was so loud that we couldn't be in that room? That was Shannon. That was Shannon, Shannon. okay. Yeah. yeah, a bunch of them were lip-syncing, I knew that. But Shannon, she sang all her stuff. It was just so loud and piercing. Someone didn't work the... Rob Bass was awesome. 69 Boys, I don't know if they sang most or some of their stuff, but they were awesome too. How about you, Chris? You guys would have been out a lot earlier. Well, here's some props to Beach Boys, you know. My wife and I are cheap people. Had the opportunity to rebuild an old CJ7 in like a beach theme, and Beach Boys are the thing. That's what we do. We do the Beach Boy thing. So let's talk alternative, as I know Chris likes alternative. Yeah, I like it all alternative. And you just went to go see who? Misfits? And yeah, we saw the Misfits and... Uh, What's the one you saw in Orlando? So, uh, yeah, Chris and my wife and her both went to uh, Les and Jake. Les and Jake, and then, um, what do you call it? Opened up for awesome. I've never seen them before. Uh, the Voodoo Glow Squirrels. The Voodoo Glow Squirrels. And it was, just, it was just amazing. So the best part was... I've listened to them before, but I've never seen the Voodoo Glow Squirrels. It was at the House of Blues, and uh, Chris and, uh, and my wife hung out. Chris and Shelby hung out at the bar in the back. And Becca just grabbed my arm, like, we're going all the way to the front. And we were, like, three rows back. We're going to the very front, and we we just danced our ass. Is that straight up punk music? Or yeah. Punk? Yeah, it's yeah, like punk ska music. Well, ska's like punk with horns. You got brass. You know, yep, brass yep, kicks yep. ass type thing. So it's like punk rock with a huge brass section. Trumpet, yeah, trombone. Okay. I had two awesome. drinks when we walked in, and I'd have another drink until we left. We danced the entire night. Shelby and I drank all those for you. Yeah, they did. We were like, <laughs> dragged drag them out of there and we were trying to find a car. Literally. It was a mess. So Ray, Ray was looking for a wheelbarrow. Edward invited me to the Blink-182 concert, and Blink-182 was at Emily Arena. Yeah, I'll go, why not? It's got to be a good show. He's in a suite and everything else, and I've never seen him, but I like their music. I really like their music. And I was in the pool the day before listening to their whole playlist, and I was like, yeah, I'll go. It was one of the loudest concerts I've been to. And those are three guys from California that probably just smoke dope and ride their surfboards and guess what they're older now and they still just probably smoke dope and ride their surfboards because they sounded just like it and they had so much fun ripping on each other it was a, it was a great show I liked it I just went to Nickelback recently you're all excited about it I did see Nickelback oh he just got a hard on you, you, you like those like Asians of Satan I, I'm a, I guess I'm a Canadian fan I don't know that but um <laughs> They came with Brandon Gilbert. So Brandon Gilbert gave him the countryside, but Brandon Gilbert was 
big time hard rock. He, he brought it like southern rock, getting it. Wow. And then you had Nickelback come and do it. With the drive. But you know, Nickelback is more of a. Their songs are all about the whole memorabilia world, essentially. Most of their yeah. main songs are about thinking back to the old times, but. Brantley brought it. It was a good show. It was a, it was a lot of fun. I got, I got yeah. tickets for Smash Mouth in a couple of months. I can't wait to see that one. It's going to be awesome. Didn't their lead singer just die? No. Really? Yeah, but yeah, he, he, hasn't been, he hasn't been with him for a couple of years. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. He died young, too. He was, what, 54? Yeah. 56? Yeah, Another tragic. Well, also, yeah. Did you read about, about, about Jimmy Buffett, though, what he's been dealing with for the last five years? That sounds horrible. No, he had a rare form of skin cancer mm-hmm. that just deteriorated over the last four years. He and yet he still played. He never stopped yeah. playing. Yeah, so. And he didn't want to take anything. So he's like, you know what? I'm just fight through this and go. He was what, 78? Way into my days. 76? Yeah. yeah. Good things. Changed the world. There's no other genre behind him, though. Yeah. His genre's dumb. Now, I just saw Van Halen probably three years ago, and they, I don't know who they were with, but Wolfgang was playing. And that kid's pretty damn good. And then I saw ACDC, and I hadn't seen ACDC in 40 years, and that was probably the loudest concert I've, I've been to in Amelie. I saw Iron Maiden probably about like well, somewhere around eight nine months ago. That was a lot of fun. Not a huge fan, but yeah, I'm, had a blast. I'm not a huge roll, fan you know? either. And you went to go see the Misfits yeah. just a few yeah. weeks ago with your buddies. Yeah. And I sat there and I was with Megadeth, by the way. Megadeth. With Megadeth. Yeah. And I'm in the pool and I'm pulling up their their playlist and I'm listening. <laughs> and don't know that one. Don't know that one. Don't know. I might have known two songs. I'm just. By the way, Nickelback. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Paul 108. What's your problem with Nickelback, bro? What's up with Nickelback? (laughs) They're a reason we should just invade Canada. (laughs) Why why are we going to invade Iraq? Really? I'm going to tell you, the best concert I've ever went to, it's not my favorite band or anything like that, just like sheer performance-wise. Um, and it just so happened to be Beck and I's first concert we ever went together. It was Red Hot Chili Peppers in Orlando, I would say probably 2002-ish. And they had Snoop Dogg opened up for them, right? And, and I'll tell you, Snoop Dogg was amazing. The whole show was amazing. But Red Hot Chili Peppers played, and I'm not kidding you, for two hours and 15 minutes Great, no break, no nothing, and it was hot. It, w- it was inside the Amway Center or whatever, but no breaks, no nothing. Those guys just put on one hell of a show. It was the best concert I've ever seen in my life, live. Wow. Yeah. I saw Santana at the Amway Arena, and Santana played for two and a half hours, never took a break. His yeah. band took breaks. He never Easy. stopped the entire time. Wow. Also saw, now I'm going to preference one concert with another concert. My wife just flew me up to New York and saw Billy Joel at Madison Square Garden. That was probably the highlight of all the shows I've seen. Shelby and I are going to travel. We're on our way to London next month to go to a concert. So apparently um, Luke Combs was here while that. And Shelby wanted to get tickets to that, and I did. She gave me like some kind of subliminal message 
about getting tickets for her birthday that I did not pick up on. Oh, no. <laughs> and so she's like, and after he's gone, like, I told her I wanted to go. I'm like, you, you didn't tell me she's like, well, you should have picked up on that one. I didn't. So then a couple weeks later, I walked by her office. She's like, hey, Blue Coast, plane one. Like, and then I just, I'm like, okay. And she's like, okay, well, here's your plane ticket. <laughs> I got the concert tickets, and we're going. I'm like, you really want to go see Blue Coast, don't you? So apparently we're going. And then, See, if you would have listened, uh, it would have saved you a few thousand yes, dollars. Really? I just told her that yes, I was, yes. I, my, 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 my ultimate dad joke is, I told her that I'm waiting to, to see Luke Holmes and Harry Styles together. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, do you guys have, do you and your wife have a song? First dance or some kind of song that, not your first dance at your wedding, unless that's your, your song. But what's your song? Our song is by Buck Cherry. And it's not what you're thinking. It's, Damn like, it. it's actually a slow song on Open Your Eyes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's off one of their old albums or something like that. It's a, it was supposed to be our song at our wedding. We somehow didn't dance to it. <laughs> didn't get to that. I probably heard about your wedding. So I wish I would have DJed that. Yeah, I had food. I probably would have made So Brendan and I was, I think it was at Casey's Cove too, was Groovy Kind of Love by Phil Collins. And we actually just went and saw Phil Collins like a year ago. I don't think he's performing anymore. He's he's, he's done. He's done. But he motherfucker. Hey, what's be your song, kind of love. Show me how we're we have very different musical taste, so I'll just go back to when we had our wedding. Yeah. We actually had walk up walk out songs. Yeah, what is it? The walk of the altar. So so hers was uh that uh, uh Melt with you by uh Stop Yeah Modern, uh, English. Modern English. And mine yeah. was mine was the thief from Shaft. Yeah, it was. <laughs> well, my best man was there in goldfish tank shoes, as we talked better. Chris, that's right. The shirts. Second I song is by a band called the Stereophonics. Yes. Um. Yeah. You got a name of the song? You're gonna sing. No, I'm not going to sing it. So my wife and I have another song. It's September by Earth, Wind, and Fire because on the 21st night of September, that's when we got married. Oh, well, you got two now. We got two. Oh, I got Kenny, many. Kenny, what do you got? Kenny, you got to get something. Yeah. Probably your song by Elton John. There you go. Oh, there you go. That's, a good one. that's a good one. There's a story behind that, but we don't have enough time. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to make ours uh, honk donk donk so so, uh, You guys were asked about the name. I'm just looking. It's called the name of our song from Stereophonics. Check just it out. It's pretty damn good. Yeah. Oh, okay. I got one. Parental influence on me. Do any of your parents influence you on what you listen to? In no way, she Alright, no way. So, we had the big hi-fi that was bigger than this table that we're sitting at now. And you lift the lid and there's record player, the A-track, the album slot, all that other, and the radio. It has a radio to it. So, my mother, lover, she would hunt, she may not have known the words name, but she would hump, 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 hump. The Carpenters, Helen Reddy, I mean, you name it. That's how I got my info. She had the 101 greatest hits from the 50s and 60s. And when I started DJing, I took that, burned it, and, well, I took the albums first from my house. Same thing with all the Christmas music and everything else. And always had that as a, that's how I got influence. Right. right. 
I wasn't quite ready to go there with uh, Johnny Mathis and Inglebrook Humberdale. Oh, Johnny Mathis was her did favorite. You know, did you I did. My parents were Sinatra, Engelbert yeah. for mom, yeah. Elvis. Elvis had to be there. But then Johnny Mathis at Christmas was nothing better. Yeah. 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 After that was Journey. Oh yeah, Journey. Yeah, I saw the cut. Journey came out on that day. No, but Johnny Mathis, all that stuff, it was phenomenal. So when my mom passed away, and I'm driving to Spring Hill to go to her funeral, I got Gary in the car, Ed in the car. I couldn't drive, so Gary's driving, and we're all singing "I Am Woman, Hear Me Roar," and we're all bawling our eyes out because they all knew my mother. But I mean, that's. What she did, that's what she loved. We would drive to the cabin, which was 10 hours. You'd listen to 10 hours of my mother humming any Christmas song that was on. I might not have known the words, but that's my parental influence. None for you. Any for you? I don't know. My mom, like Tom Jones and stuff out of the 40s, big band era. That's how I do. But I'm a lot older than you guys, too. No, but I'm a DJ, so I have all that stuff in my repertoire just because. Yes, I am. Oui, oui. Bonjour. All right, I'm done talking about music now. What do you want to talk about next? We talked a little bit earlier about being from Apollo Beach. Oh, wait, that's going to be another segment. Let me say goodbye. Say goodbye, everyone. talked about the Navy earlier so do you have like what's the funniest story you have like when you first like got out did, did, did you have any type of uh hazing or anything like that when you first got out to the did fleet we have any kind of hazing yeah yeah like like no like, comment but yeah we had tons of them right yeah like so <laughs> can, you, can you name a funny one nothing that's bad or painful i, I got a couple of so funny had one so there's a thing on the ship called the sound there's sound power like when, when you go out and I Navy's probably a little different now but there's still some hazing but it's probably not like it was back in when, when we were back in there or even before us but um, they had this thing where um, the newest guys that would come on as soon as you get underway you get out you get out to sea and you've out to sea for a couple of weeks they had you go on mail buoy watch do you ever remember that? We had that so they would make a guy like get all dressed up with the whole big orange K-pop uh, thing like with, with like your uh, with your general quarters helmet on and goggles and a gaffling and hook, a gaff a gaffling hook and everything. And your job was literally to sit. And this might not work on like an aircraft carrier or something, but we were on a, a small destroyer, guided missile destroyer. But 
the job was is that you had to sit at the bullnose of the ship, the very front of the ship, and you had to wait until we passed by the U.S. mail buoy that was going to be in the middle of an ocean somewhere. And the thing was, like, hey, don't, don't, we, we're not allowed to turn around. We got orders to get to our next destination. You cannot miss this freaking mail bag off that buoy. And so you'd have the guys that believe this shit that would be sitting there for hours. I'm talking like this one guy sat out there for like six or seven hours. And it was raining, windy, until they finally, the captain finally was like, all right, get that guy off of there. He's been out there too long because obviously there's no such thing as a, a buoy that holds a, a U.S. mail buoy out in the middle of the Indian Ocean. The, wor- <laughs> the worst happen. one we ever did was we had actually had boilers on our ship, and there's a, a job classification called Boiler Technician BT. Yeah. And these are, the, these are the guys that work all the way in the bottom bowels of the ship, and they never see sunlight. They get a little screwy, you know. And uh, so when they come on, they're like, hey, I need you to get out of the engine room and get a BT punch. And they think it's like some kind of tool or whatever. <laughs> they come back and they're like, their arms like dragging behind them because they're hurting so bad. Because they're like, oh, really? Like, you know, and they like just go to town. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's funny. Here's my BT punch. They're like, yes. Like a bunch of them? Or just yeah. Of them? Usually a few of them. Those, yeah, yeah, those yeah. guys down there in the, in the engine rooms have a lot of jokes. So I'll, I'll tell you the one that I actually fell for. This is a true story. So... I'm like, uh, we're out at sea, I'm in between watch, we, I think they just called us off for the day, it's like, uh, oh, I think it's like 5 o'clock, and wait, everyone's waiting for chow, and my division officer comes down to our birthing area, he's like, Camaro, and I'm like, I'm like, yes sir, you have to jump up, he's like, I need you to go down to engine room one and blow down the MPA, right now, and I'm like, and I'm like, what? I, I don't even work in the engine room. I have no idea what he's calling. I'm like, what's the... What? He's like, I'm blowing something Just get down to engine room one right now, you son of a bitch. You go down there and blow the MPA. So I'm like, all right, yes, sir. And I know, and I go, and I put my boots on. Because I was laying in my rack reading a magazine. I'm like, oh, shit. So I go, I put my I put my boondockers on. That's what they called our boots in the Navy. I boondockers on. I go down to engine one. And they're all, of course, it's all staged, like Ray was saying before. Like, everyone's in on it. The whole ship's on it. They know when they're going to do it. So I come down the ladder. I go down, like, eight decks all the way down the bottom of the ship at Engine 1. And it's so loud up down there. Everyone's got, like, you know, ear protective, like, ear on. And I come down there. I'm like, I'm here to blow down the MPA. <laughs> and they're like, what? And I'm like, I'm here to blow down the and they're like, who talked to him? And I'm like, all right. So I go down a little bit, and I do the same thing over and go, I'm here to blow it on the MPA. And they're like, all right, go that way. So this goes on like eight times, and I'm like, whatever, right? And so to finish the story, like what I didn't know was the MPA is called the Main Propulsion Assistant. It's it's an officer. He, there's a thing called the Chief Engineer that's in charge of the whole like engineering of the ship. The MPA is his like assistant, like right? And his name's called the main propulsion assistant. And it's an officer. And on this ship it was a lieutenant, right? So like, oh yeah, I'm sorry, I reached the last person and I go, I'm here to blow down the MPA. It's like, oh, Lieutenant Johnson. And I go, oh, okay, so I come up and Lieutenant Johnson, he's wearing his khakis, and that's not his real name, because I don't want to say the guy's real name. And so um I go there, he's got his back torn turns toward me, and I go, and I go, I nip him on his shoulder, and I go, Sir, I'm here to blow down the NGA. He turns around, he's got his willy hanging out of his pants, and he goes, I'm the NGA, <laughs> motherfucker. 
start sucking. And I'm like, wow! And I fucking took off running. Like, literally turned around and took off running to go back up the stairs. And, they, and dude, I got, made a, I got made fun of for a year and a half I was on that show for that story. But that is a true story. And it was the insane. Best, the best one. <laughs> so you didn't, you didn't blow them down? Uh, I did. No, I ran. I ran. I was good. So, you know, we are, we're going to boot camp and all the things. And you get, in every boot camp company, there is a, there is a, there is a, a, a private Gomer pile, if you mean. There's like one screw up that yeah. really is bad. Right? And ours is this guy named Sheehan. And this guy fucked everything up. And so one day, uh, our company camp was having us this dumb shit. Anyway, so and me and my buddy were like, we were like the secretaries of the division working on paperwork. Work. And we see our, our company commander, and he's, he's taking all this shit out of the desk and setting it off to the side. Like everything, he take the drawers out, whatever. We're like, what's he doing? You know? <laughs> and all of a sudden, he's like, Shan, put your fucking ass in here. And Shan walks in, and all of a sudden, he starts to age, like flips his desk over and starts out, but he had already prepared for taking everything out of it, you know what I mean? And uh, he made him, he's like, you're, uh, you're doing all this extra training, and he made him get in like push-up position, right? He's like, I'm going to sign this form. And he, he grabs the pen, he's like, oh, what are your fucking teeth? <laughs> the pen in his teeth, he's like trying to sign the phone. Oh, God. Get the fuck out of my office. And he, all of a sudden he turns around the paper and looks at his smile, he's like, pretty good, wasn't it? <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, it looks like this place is closing. Yeah, it seems like it. Yeah. Close to 11. We're the only ones left. Yeah. It's been fun. Yeah. Thank you for having us here. Thank you. It's awesome. We're going back to the condo. We can talk to Okay. Right. Hey, Chris. Thank you back to the condo. Go find the NBA. Slow down. I'm going to the not fall. I don't really make that mistake once. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see stories. Okay. All right, folks. Thanks for having us. Yep. Thanks for listening. If you're not listening, well, you're probably better off. Um,